This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. As you know, this is Thursday. It's the day, the edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, anything and everything that's on your heart. And especially today, because Paula is live in studio with me. So ladies, this is your day. If you need any encouragement or have any questions at all for Paula, all you need to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you live outside the local San Antonio area, you can call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number, one more time, is 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. It's your day. You know, pretty much every day is my day. So <laughs> I just want you to know, you know, the Lord tells me I'm special. Um, and I have four plaques at my house that say, you know, Jesus loves you. But I'm his favorite. <laughs> I don't know who who I'm trying to convince, you or me. But, yeah, so thank you. Yeah, pretty much every day is my day. When I wake up, it's like, okay, Lord, what are you going to do with me today? <laughs> <laughs> so what's on your heart today? Well, you, well, what's on my heart is I heard Pastor Ron on the radio, I think, Monday say, you know, when Paula gets here on Thursday, she's probably going to talk about the sweet summer devotions that's coming up. And so I told myself, you better write yourself a note because... <laughs> You need to remember that. I'd forgotten I said it. So, yeah. so I wrote myself a note. Yeah, the Sweet Summer Devotions, um, well, we we uh, will be off for the next two Mondays. Monday's Memorial Day and then June 1st. Uh, we'll, then that's a good opportunity to remind you we will not be live this coming Monday because of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be back on Tuesday live, Lord willing, or... If he comes and gets us, Paula, we won't be live. Oh, my goodness. We'll be really living, we'll be but we won't really be live living. on the radio. Mm-hmm. I wonder, when we get to heaven, is he going to think, she talks so much, or is he going to be like, I'm so glad she's here. I think I think he's going to say, I'm so glad she's here, right? I think we're going to have our own studio in heaven. <laughs> and we're going to keep doing our program from heaven. Yeah. And people won't have to call because they can just think it, and we'll be able to know what they're thinking. And you know what? The answers we give, we'll really know there, right? Yeah, and nobody will complain in heaven. Yeah, that would be it. So there won't be, i got a problem, or this is hurting, or yeah. I'm depressed. None yeah. of that. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be just a, a show 
praising Jesus. Yeah. You know what I think, too, now that you're saying, we'll have all the equipment and stuff, but I don't think anybody's going to call and ask us because they'll, they'll know fully then. They, they won't need to have us answer any questions. But they'll think? also be full of perfect love. Yeah. And they'll have sympathy on us. <laughs> Give them something to do. Yeah, yeah. Make them stop be- Make him stop begging for phone calls. Let's just call them and tell them how great they are or something. That, and then great. for all of our people, senior citizens, would it be the number? Just that one. <laughs> just one one. <laughs> Paul, to talk about Sweet Summer Devotions, okay, uh, give, yeah. give the audience a, a, a sort of a reminder about what that's all about. Yeah, many, many years ago, and you can chime in on this one, Pastor Ryan. Many, many years ago, you know, I think I was praying or did I have a dream or whatever. And the Lord said, uh, you know, in the middle of the summer, why don't you in, invite some of the other ladies to, you know, either do a testimony, a devotion, or a Bible study. Um, and that way, the rest of the ladies at the church will get to know some of these other ones. So, you know, I brought that, brought that idea to you. And you can tell your humiliating story on no, yourself if no, you want no, to. No, I, I just said, you know, that sounds like an inspired idea. <laughs> yeah. So just, just, Paul, I know you're being led by the Spirit. No, what I really said was, no, Paul, there's nothing anybody has to say that's important as a Bible study. Mm-hmm. So just keep doing your Bible studies. Yeah. And it really was as though Jesus was right there and saying, shut up. <laughs> that's her ministry. I gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And this is me. So I just said, you go into it. And it's become the most popular series. I mean, uh, the attendance is overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, in the summertime, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and so many of the ladies have been blessed and are such a blessing to to the body, not just the, the ladies, but to the body. Mm-hmm. And and then you told me what doesn't get on the air. You know, we live streamed that. Mm-hmm. What doesn't get on the air is the Q and A sessions after, as people learn from their experiences. And some of the Q and A sessions are so um, um, intimate. Yeah. And and so honest yeah. Yeah. that that the, the, the real blessings occur yeah. after the fact. Yeah, it, it's absolutely uh, one of those things where, you know, when the Lord tells you something and then you do it, you have no idea how that's going to be uh, the huge blessing. You think he's like, you know, I just I just obeyed, you know, I put my foot on the water. <laughs> and it split open, and we all walked across. I mean, who knew, you know? But so, yes, every every year, and each woman, um, some of them look at me like deer in a headlight, you know, like, you did not just ask me that. <laughs> some say, I knew you were going to ask me. You know, they get all tense and stuff. And, and please be praying for each lady, um, because... Going back into your old life um, sometimes is difficult, you know, to be able to share with others. And like I was telling you today, um, uh, not each woman, when she speaks, she's not talking to everybody, can't really relate. But there's always some who can say, wow, God can save her, he can save me. Or, you know, I, I had that same exact experience, and yet I'm looking at the joy, I'm listening to the joy that's coming out of that lady who went through something either similar or worse than I did. And look at the joy because she's let the bitterness, she's let the unforgiveness, let the anger or shame and guilt all go. And so look at her now. And you know, Paul, a lot of times it's it's, uh, these women have been watching the woman who's speaking 
in the church over a period of years mm-hmm. in some cases mm-hmm. and they've seen their joy in this, and and the first response is i never knew yep and and what it means is that she's not dwelling on the things in her past mm-hmm. and she's not letting the 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 really awful things in her past inhibit the freedom that she has in her walk with Jesus now and it's such a wonderful freedom that that is experienced and uh, just unbelievable fruit, fruit but you ask for prayer for the ladies you know th- there's there's a whole lot of spiritual warfare that by by definition they're not used to mm-hmm. i mean this sort of ratchets up the spiritual warfare so as they get closer there's all kinds of battles they're going to have to fight yeah. and that's why we're always praying that's for why them we're praying for them yeah this year's um theme is i called you and you know that that song that we sing i called you answered, and you came to my rescue, and I want to be where you are. That's mainly for Kendall. I love you, Kendall. <laughs> um, but um, it's from Romans 10, uh, verses 13, verse 13, uh, where it says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And in my Bible, there's a, like the little italic head, heading where it says salvation is for everyone. And this year there'll be eight speakers, unless I add another one last minute because of vacation kind of scheduling things that are going on. Um, Each one of these ladies is different. Different background, different story. And so God is not a cookie cutter. Um, God, he stoops and goes around the corner up under trash cans, you know, even even those good girls he'll he'll reach out to ones and we hardly ever have this where, you know, I was raised in a Christian home. I always knew Jesus and I knew he was always with me. And so I've never done anything wrong. We hardly ever have that. But Jesus calls to everybody. And so though all these ladies will be different, um, they will be talking about the same God and Almost everyone, before they were saved, says this. He was always there. He was always trying to call me to himself. And I knew, like you were talking about this last night, I knew about him. I just didn't know him. You know, uh, with, with Nimrod, he knew all about God, but he didn't want to submit to God, and so he kept living life his own way. A lot of these ladies were just like that. They were Mm -hmm. living their own life saying, I know what's right, but I don't want to do it. You know, Paula, one of the things I think that we we miss out on in in our current church culture is the, the power in our personal testimony. You know, the Apostle Paul tells his testimony three separate times in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And, and and we're given three, and you think, well, you know, it was uh, 30 years' worth of history. But but uh, Paul, the, the point of him sharing his testimony three times would indicate that he was sharing his testimony always. Always. You know, I always think of Onesimus especially. That's one of my favorites. And, and, and Onesimus, a runaway slave, and Paul's talking about being free. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul could say, once I was bound by the law, and I thought I could keep it, but I found that I was getting farther and farther away. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus set me free. And, and for a runaway slave like Onesimus, the, the idea of freedom would be overwhelming to him. Mm-hmm. And he just he was transfixed on the message. 
Well, when these ladies share their testimony, and these are women who are not accomplished Bible teachers, uh, most of them, I mean, they do a great job, so I don't want to be misunderstood, but, you know, they're not professional speakers, and they, they, they're about to wet their pants when you ask them to do it because they're so terrified. Oh, me. Yeah, so they're so terrified. But they're, as they step out in faith, God uses them because he loves the people that are the object of the message. But also there's just power. This is what God has done for me. Mm-hmm. And, and all of the ladies who share, the same thing is true for any of us who share our testimony, um, nobody's an expert on what God has done in your life except you. Yeah. And, you know, nobody can quibble with your testimony. Well, this happened, and, and, and this is who I was, and this is who I am. And there's nobody who can say, well, I don't believe it. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's, it's authentic. And that's the real value, I think, that we get from um, our Sweet Summer Devotion series. Mm-hmm. Hey, 340-9585, if you have any questions or calls, or toll-free 877 KSLR. Paula? Yeah, you said how these ladies have been in the church for quite a while and people have been watching their lives. You know, in this um, this passage in the in Romans here, it was talk, it's talking about um, if you declare with your mouth um, and then it, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Um, that that openly declare is not just like like I'm saying they'll be sharing their testimony, but they've been sharing their testimony in the life they've been living. And that openly declare doesn't mean to say, you know, I'm a Christian and then not live like one. Openly declare means, Pastor Juan, the proof is in the pudding, you know. <laughs> and then Pastor Will has been doing um, uh, chapel, and, and yesterday's chapel was... You know, he's talking this whole week is the fruit of the Spirit. Well, the fruit of the Spirit is, do, 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 action. What would Jesus do? How does he live? And so to openly declare means not only with our words, but with how we live our life. And so some of these ladies will say, yeah, um, I not only manufactured drugs, took drugs, taught my child how to do the same thing, and yet Jesus dug down really deep to pick me up. And here I am declaring how good he is. Um, you know, I was, uh, one, one lady one year said she had done everything to make the Lord kind of go away from her. And he never would leave her. And um, the proof is in the pudding. So the fruit of the Spirit is not just what we say, but how we live our lives. So... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, on and on. Self-control. Don't ever forget self-control. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> we, that's the one I want. The M&Ms are sitting right here behind <laughs> me in your office, Pastor Ron. We were talking with some friends today about the fruit of the Spirit. And, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that we can never forget is that unless the fruit of the Spirit is coming from our lives... Whatever we know about Jesus has no value. He puts himself in so he can come out. And, and the way he manifests himself through our lives is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. And those things determine whether or not we're walking in the spirit or we're walking in the flesh. 
doesn't mean you're saved or you're not saved. What it means is that, that if you really, really know Jesus, this is what your life ought to look like. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 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 I teach that passage a lot when I teach in other places, men's retreats especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to know that this isn't just a list of stuff that we, we look at and, and think, well, oh, I wish I was more like that. No, we, we've got to strive. We've got to be those men and women who can say, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to know stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to do stuff. There's never enough that we can do. But, but what people will see in your life is that you're a man or a woman who loves, um, you're kind, you're gentle, and all of the other things. You're patient. Um, and, and, and again, you practice self-control. So those are the things that determine to whom we belong. And when we call Jesus Lord, we better belong to him. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the thing is, um, you can feel your flesh. You can, we can feel it. And then we get to choose whether we're going to walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. We can choose. And the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. So with that kind of power, we can choose not to say that ugly word. We can choose to be kind instead. We can choose not to have an ugly action. We can turn away, run away, instead of bringing shame. Even though you have those thoughts, we don't have to act them out or say the wrong things. We don't have to. And when we feel like, well, she made me this way or he made me, and justify ourselves, God says, no, no, no. You couldn't mm-hmm. handle that. And that, the that's, the, that's the freedom Jesus promised in the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, he said, um, well, when he comes, he will lead you into righteousness. Yeah. And um, for, for anybody in this, in this radio audience who thinks that that well, I'm being I'm saved. That's enough. You don't get it. Yeah. And and we're ambassadors, and every single minute of every day, our job is to rightly represent Him. And most importantly, in our own homes, I talk a lot about uh, about what's the volume like in your home, men. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it loud? Is mm-hmm. is the the, the language uh, caustic? Is it is is it is it sharp, or is it loving and compassionate and kind? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, moms or dads, you know, if you go home and the family has to walk around like they're walking on eggshells around you, um, you're not walking in the power of the Spirit. And it's never enough just to believe something, have intellectual assent to it, if what you believe doesn't change who you are. And continually change. And continually change who you are. If that doesn't happen, then I would question if what you know is real. You know, I told in the Bible study last night, you already mentioned it, Nimrod knew and feared God. That's why he supervised the building of the Tower of Babel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to waterproof the bricks, yeah. no mortar. I'm going to put pitch in them, tar in them, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep building higher and higher and higher. So if God really turns out not to keep his promise, not to judge the world in the flood anymore, then we're going to be so high that the water won't bother us. We can live our lives our way and it doesn't matter what God does because we're, we're committed to being independent from God. Mm. And that's, of course, why God confused the language and scattered everybody. 
God, I imagine him shaking his head in heaven saying, look, if this is what they do with all the blessings, then there's no end to the evil they're going to do. I'll fix them. And in, in an instant, everybody was talking gibberish because yeah. nobody could understand anybody. And they'd have to go around and find somebody they understood. Mm-hmm. And then they would all go to their own place. Mm-hmm. And um, um, God tried to make everyone free. Um, but yeah. people wouldn't accept it. Yeah. So we got this club. You know, I was laughing because... As you were talking about uh, the languages uh, being scattered, you know, people being scattered and languages all messed up. Um, the 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 language st- student study now is Babel, you know, where you can learn all kind of languages. So we can we can communicate with those outside. And every time I hear something like that, I go, "Oh, they're accountable," you know, when people say. Uh, Christian sounding things on TV or in a movie, I was like, oh, they're accountable. So, yeah. You know, I was thinking, Pastor Ron, how many times Paul must have shared his testimony? I bet it was pretty much on a daily basis because the guards that were making sure, you know, he stayed where he was doing what he's supposed to be doing, they kept getting saved and they kept having to be changed out, you know? So, I think he must have shared his testimony three times, four times a week, at least, right? So, what do you yeah, think? I, I think a day. A day. You know, Paul, we, we've only got four minutes, Paul. Okay. I, have, I have a question that somebody called in. I'll get to it okay. just on the other side of the break. Okay. But, um, Paul, remember, he was an itinerant preacher. And so he would go from one place to another place to another place, always on the move. Now he stayed in Corinth a year and a half. He stayed in Ephesus for almost three and a half mm-hmm. years. But 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 generally, he was just on the move. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the most powerful tools he had when he was called before uh, important people, kings, rulers, tetrarchs, mm-hmm. um, he just, this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened because of what Jesus did. And he would he would try to identify with them. But, uh, but I think... Paul shared his testimony everywhere he went. And remember, he'd preach all day and all night, Mm -hmm. and the same people would come to the other meetings, Mm -hmm. and and he would move from, this is who I was and what God has done. Now look at what God is doing now. And that's sort of the the idea behind the Sweet Sweet Summer Devotion. You have 20% of what they used to be like. You know, because we don't want to glorify all of our sin and stuff. And then 80% of what God did and is doing now. You know, today, talking about um, sharing testimony, uh, we're at the restaurant with our friends. And this lady, her mask said, um, Christ, you could see, you know, some of the words on it. And I can do all things through Christ was her, her mask. And I was like, oh, I like your mask. I'm a Christian, too. And she says, oh, yeah. I said, well, where do you go to church? She said, somewhere in Universal City. I said, and you don't come to Calvary Chapel, San Antonio? But, yeah, but she lives here in Universal City. Cheryl, so I... You think she's saved? (laughs) She didn't come to our church? (laughs) Yeah, she's saved. And, um, you know, we can't invite any more people over here. We don't have enough room, so... (laughs) And and we're not trying to steal people from other churches. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, uh, she was real sweet and um, has a daughter who just got her license just passed her license today. So uh, Cheryl was like, pretty soon, 
she can take herself to work. <laughs> this is my last one. Yeah, see, I think the best of people, I thought she would say, pray for my daughter so she'd be safe on the street. No, thank God I'm no longer a taxi cab. <laughs> yeah, but she was very much saved. And we're going to, you know, now that I've met her, watch me, I'm going to see her at my, new, at my old ministry at ATB now. You know I'm going to see her there. Mm-hmm. I haven't been going there nearly as much because you can't get that close to people. So I'm about to holler out my testimony. Hey, you saved. I can't tell from here. <laughs> I would hug you, but my man says, you know I want to hug you, but I can't. Um, but, yeah, so share, I'm sure I'll be able to share my testimony everywhere I go, but I've been limited now, Pastor Ron. <laughs> I was hugging some one of the, some of the employees at, at the place we go to breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they, you, that's a ministry. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they all they know, know us. Know we're, us. We're telling them about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one of the... the, the uh, customers in there who we've known for many, many years as well. Uh, she said to me, she said, hey, you're not supposed to be hugging. And I said, look, they asked me, how can I withhold love? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we're adults. If we want to be hugged, we can be hugged. And uh, um, um, she just laughed and smiled at me. So, yeah. okay, we got maybe one minute left. All right. So I called, you answered. You know what? The Lord's been answering a whole bunch of our prayers. And we'll probably talk about that on the other side, you know, uh, talking about prayer. I'll just go with this as we can go into the other side. Does God or can God hear your prayers? Do you believe that when you are praying and he either says yes, no, or wait, that that's what's best? Um, And so do you pray? I'm not asking you, Pastor. I know you pray. (laughs) When you pray, I just do this. Ditto. Ditto what he said. (laughs) You can hear the music. We're at the end of the first half hour of our show. We love your live calls and questions, 340-9585 or toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Got a question for Pastor Ron and The Word to Stand On for Life? You can send it to him via email at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, 340-9585. Paula, before you go on, we had a caller uh, asked about uh, the uh, verse in Revelation chapter 14, 14. The verse says, I looked and there before me was a white cloud and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Um, I was just asked to discuss it now clearly uh, because uh, this is a harvest being taken in. Uh, and it's a harvest of judgment. We know that from the Old Testament prophecy of Joel in chapter 2. Uh, the one who is seated on the clouds with the sickle in his hand is clearly Jesus. Um, this is um, um, Jesus, as 
displayed for us in the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain sprouted and produced the crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No. Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, and here's the, 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 the meaning of that verse in Revelation 14. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And the idea there is Jesus is coming back to establish justice in the world. And this is Jesus. He's coming back on a mission of justice, a mission of, of absolute holiness. And um, um, I can't wait for that day. Now, when this happens, remember, uh, we'll be with Jesus at the time of the harvest. When he comes back, it's actually Revelation chapter 19 that describes his return to this earth in victory and glory when he destroys his enemies. Um, this is Jesus in Revelation 14, just preparing its time. And the sign of the sickle in his hand is a time of readiness. One of the things we always have to remember about Jesus' judgment is that it is a holy, just judgment, and people are getting what they've earned. What they've earned. So thank you for sending in the question. If you want anything more on it, uh, let me know. But you just told me to discuss it. Yeah. Okay, Paul. That was really cool, Pastor Ron. I'm so glad you called to be the pastor because I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. How am I going to answer that question? Well, I'm actually reading in Revelation now. I'm, I've slowed down the last couple of days because I don't want to get through Revelation 19 and 20 too fast. I just love those <laughs> chapters. So so it's like I'm just kind of looking at it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I tell the people here at the church that I read two books twice a year at least. Revelation, the book of Acts. Yep. I just finished Acts uh, yesterday. And so I opened my, my Bible to Revelation this morning. And then it was like, no, I needed to look at, at my Romans 10 because, you know, I knew Pastor Ron was going to have me talk about sweet home <laughs> devotions. So <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start Revelation tomorrow. So where are you? Maybe. I'm not going to catch Re- up. Revelation 19.20. You're at 19.20 already. I know you'll be finished yep. tomorrow or the next day. Huh? Then I get to read about heaven. Man. Pretty cool. Yeah, maybe I'll just skip and go right on. Because <laughs> no, it says at the beginning, I know anyone who reads this, this book will get a blessing. So, you know, I'll just wake up tomorrow. That'll be blessing enough. Okay, what's so, next on your heart? Prayer. prayer. Remember, we're talking about prayer. Does God or can God hear your prayers? Um, and so, does he? Yes. For a, a unbeliever, he will. When you just say, um, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you came to save sinners, a sinner like me. And so, Lord, or mo- usually unbelievers say God. You know, they don't know about Lord yet, because, you know, or, or Savior, they'll say. So once you're saved, then you make him your Lord. Um because there's, like we were saying earlier, there's no sense in being saved if he's not your Lord. Um, and so... You, you can't be saved. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, he hears, he hears all the prayers, but in order for your prayers to be uh, 
really heard, you need to let him adopt you. Because, I mean, you, otherwise you're just talking to somebody else's father, but you've got to make him yours. And so he wants to adopt you. So, yes, he'll hear that prayer saying, um, I want to be a part of your family. Um, I, I, I renounce my sins, and I, I come to you, Lord, so clean me up. Yeah. I think, and not to, to, to disagree with you, because I know what you're talking about, but I think there's one prayer God hears from an unbeliever even before that, and it's as simple as help. Mm. You know, when you get desperate enough, mm-hmm. we cry for help. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. That's how I got saved 29 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my life had completely imploded. Uh, this is my testimony. Uh, and Jesus apprehended me while I was running away. Mm-hmm. And, and all I could pray was help. And I knew nothing about Jesus. Not having been raised in church, the only Jesus I knew was your Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was real. And I remember crying out, God, if you're real, and here's what I said, I need Paul as Jesus. Because I knew that he sustained you when I was making your life a living hell. And and uh, he answered that prayer. And he just basically knocked me down mm-hmm. and reached down, offered me his hand, picked me up. And we got up. We've been walking together ever since. And uh, th- I think that's the prayer that we need to utter. It's just, I'm, I'm helpless. I can't do anything. My life is a mess. Help! Mm-hmm. And he answered the prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the prayer that he'll answer. But he, he can't answer. Uh, unbelie- unbelievers pray all the time. Mm-hmm. God, if you're out there, do this, do that. Give me this, give me that. Mm-hmm. Heal me, do this. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the truth of the matter is, is you have to have a basis upon which to approach him. And when you cry out help and you mean it, it's like he shows up dum, 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 mm-hmm. and, 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 okay, what do you need? Mm-hmm. But, but instead of it being a question, he's telling you what you need. I'm what you need. Yeah. And then the Spirit of God opens your heart. And when we cry out and say, Lord, come, that's when our sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. But you've got to come to the end of you before you can come to him. Yeah. So... So now, he hears that prayer, mm-hmm. and then once you are saved, um, again, he, he wants to hear our continual prayer of, Lord, help me to love you more today than ever before. And um, in Colossians 1, this is what I pray for you, Pastor Ron, and I think the other pastor's wives, we get together and we pray this. In Colossians 1, Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Bearing fruit, there's that word fruit. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. This is one of my favorite scriptures. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so um, the Lord will hear that prayer, and he has and continues to hear that prayer. We want to continually ask God, to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. And so um, he'll hear that prayer 
uh, of a believer. He'll also hear the prayer of a believer. Who, Let me stop you. Ahead. What you just said there is testimony. Rescued you from the dominion of darkness, mm-hmm. and that's great. Yeah. I mean, even if he just did that, nothing mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But but even greater, infinitely so, yep. is that he delivered us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. That's right. The the rescued us from is the twenty percent I'm talking about, and the eighty percent is delivered us into. Talk about the into. It's just you know the old me was so disgusting. And the new me, who has been made new, and please, Lord, thank you that you continue making me new. Not in a reboot sort of way any longer, but in a remaining sort of way. Not giving up on God when things get hard or difficult. Not um, recoiling when he has to say, Paula, okay, maybe this quarantine is just for you because you need to sit and be still and listen instead of being so busy that I, I, I wasn't hearing. And so, I'm sorry, everybody. You know, no, no, it's not my fault. Um, but to, cont- to remain, and like we were saying earlier, to continue, to continue being made new each and every day. And, uh, you know, I've been praying this for a, a while, too. You know, because sometimes people don't see that they're changing they see other people changing, but they don't see themselves changing. So this has been the new prayer for I don't know how long. Lord, help me to see that it's really actually, you're, I'm really allowing you to do the work in me. That's the only power that I have. I can quench the Holy Spirit. But Lord, help me to see those times when I'm stepping aside and really allowing you to do the work see, in Paul, me. See, that's why Paul said that we to examine ourselves daily. That's how we can see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what we do in the sense that, okay, I can be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that when, when we say, Lord, am I walking in the Spirit? Am I rightly representing you? And, and the answer is, is that, that's going to come from heaven is the answer that says, well, well, are you loving? Are you kind? Are you patient? Are you gentle? Are you good? Mm-hmm. Are you practicing self-control? Are you walking in faithfulness? If we're doing those things, here's the thing. We don't have to examine ourselves deeply because we're always aware of the presence of the Lord. And, um, you know, I want to make this clear. Uh, Our audience is largely believers. This is a Christian radio program, Mm -hmm. a Christian station. But the truth of the matter is, is God can't answer our prayers that are grounded in flesh. He can't answer our prayers if... Uh, our lives are characterized by walking in the flesh instead of the spirit. If we, if, we, if our prayers are selfish, if our prayers are motivated by ungodly desires, if our prayers are not punctuated with nevertheless thy will, not my will be done, then we're not going to be able to hear anything at all from the Lord because he can't answer. And it's almost like Jesus in heaven saying, I want answer, I want answer, but, but I can't. And that's why we... We need to keep such short accounts with the Lord so that we're always walking in the goodness. Paul said that we're to work out, not work for, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you've got to be with Jesus, and you can't be with him, according to the Apostle John, uh, unless we're in the light, because Jesus is the light. Yeah. So um, I, think, I think some of the frustration that people have with unanswered prayer 
is they're just unwilling to dig in and look at the, the motive for their prayers. Are their prayers to get God's will done or to get your will done? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we approach Jesus like he's a, a concierge in heaven and we, we give him a list of things we want to do for us and we have the, the temerity to be um, um, angry, frustrated, impatient with him if he doesn't do those things right away. Mm-hmm. We get that scripture, whatever you ask for in my name, he will do, you know? Mm. And so we say... I want a new house in Jesus' name. <laughs> Give me a new car in Jesus' name. You know that husband I got here in action, right? Give me a new husband in Jesus' name. And so, no. It's got to be our heart in the right place <laughs> and, and our prayers in the will of God. Yeah. And there's nothing that he won't answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've had several people say, you know, asking, what do you mean in the will of God? Well, again, what would Jesus do? He says, my commandments aren't burdensome. So, just do what I tell you to do. And, you know, like he said, and it will go well with you. If you do what is right, it will go well with you. And sometimes we think, oh, man, that's just too hard. Well, our, our part, remember Paul said, find out what pleases the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the will of God. Yeah, and do that. It is God's will that you are sexually moral. Mm-hmm. It is God's will that you're kind and loving and gentle, all those things. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're unwilling to do those things, then how could God... Listen to your prayers. Let's take a break, Paul, and we get a caller on line one. Ray from San Antonio. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, thanks for being there. I, I was, both of you, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised yesterday when it was a rebroadcast. Yeah, I Ray, I'm, There was nothing problem other than no. maybe technical difficulties. No, we had a, a, a luncheon with our, our staff, uh, the uh, teachers and staff appreciation luncheon okay. at the academy. We went out to lunch, and I broke a tooth biting into a, a, a onion really ring. A really crispy yeah. onion ring. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I broke a tooth, so <laughs> I was experiencing a little bit of pain yesterday, but uh, I'm okay today, and, and we had planned to do the program, and it just kind of blew up, so everything's fine. Thank you for your concern. Did you get over your pain by chewing cloves like I saw in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. No clove has ever been in this mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, boy, let's see. Where were we? Nimrod. Um, before that, uh, one prayer, uh, you said, well, he can hear help. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Is is there any way that one could yell help for somebody else that is just, you know, above it? (laughs) I don't know how to approach that, but you may have an idea of what I'm getting at a little bit. Yeah, I think so. uh, I think And uh, the, the other thing... Well, it's it's kind of gotten away from me, but uh, okay. that, that's we're running out of time, so I'll just get off and listen. Thank you, Ray. God bless you. Paul, what Paul tells me all the time, if I forget something, she says, you know, it's not going to get any better. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so, um, yeah we, we can cry for help for other people, but the, the other people have to want the help. 
you know, I, Jesus appears to people, and when, when we cry out for help, he goes, here I am. And, and too many of us, we say, well, that's not the help I wanted. I wanted help on my terms. And, of course, that precludes the possibility of Jesus being able to uh, uh, hear our prayers at all, and certainly we're not going to get any answers. But um, when we're crying out for help for others, then we're praying. And the one thing we've got to do there, Ray, is we've got to make sure that we're crying out for help for others. We've got to make sure that our motive is right. Yeah, for years I was praying, Lord, save Ron, fix him so that my life would be better. Not for Jesus' sake, because Jesus loved you so much, he wanted me to pray with his heart for you because he wanted you to be able to come to heaven. But I was praying from a very selfish position at the beginning, Lord, fix Ron so that he will be what I want him to be, to make my life better, to do what I want him to do. And the Lord was like, la, 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 with his fingers <laughs> in his ears for a long time. You, you Paul, people look at you as, as heroic for praying for 13 years. How did you do it? Well, it took 13 years because it took that long to get your heart right. Yeah. You know, God was, was changing you. Yes. And, and in a way that we can't understand, he was using my wickedness to, to, to sort of spiritually sandpaper your heart mm-hmm. to get it to the place where it was soft and pliable. Yeah, yeah. He loved you so much, and me too. You know, like you, you're saying, he sustained my life. Well, he sustained yours too because my heart was so ugly I wanted you dead. And so, uh, because you weren't changing fast enough, and the Lord was like, <coughs> you need to be changed, girl. And so it took a long time. I, I had to be the one that was refined, um, and my faith had to really be proved genuine and to die to myself, to really die to myself. But Jesus was saying, you know, you were bought at a price, Paula. You are not your own. This is not about you making your life or me making your life one that's easy, comfortable, um, and, and all your way. This is about me. In, in my Bible, the NLT, um, when it gets to wives submit, it says wives must submit. It's not a suggestion. It's not wives should it says wives. You like it? Yeah, wives must submit. You're talking about finding out what God's will is, and then you know, in in chapter two before that, talking about um, what Jesus did. He did not open his mouth. He did not question God, um, what he was going to be doing, going to the cross, praying for uh, God to fill you with all of. His will, the knowledge of His will. Paula, the knowledge of God's will for you is you must submit to your husband. But I don't want to. That's where faith comes in, huh? That's where faith comes in. Yeah. And, and sometimes we, I think of submitting as kind of suffering, and I think everybody does. Um, to, the, to the governing authorities, oh, right now, who wants to submit to that? <laughs> um, to husband, husband to wife. A wife saying to her husband, you know, honey, the cigarette smoke, it's killing me. The kid uses cancer. Will you please stop smoking for my sake, for the kid's sake? 
You know, honey, when you drink, and, and would you stop for my sake? And, of course, you're talking wives submit to husbands, but before that it says submit to one another, submit to one another. out of reverence for yeah. God. And then just way too much. You bash other people. I need you to stop talking like that. Or, you know, hey, bad-mouthing them. Let's pray for them instead. And so um, those are the kind of things what is right and honor those you must submit to those authorities over us. And, Paul, and, and Paul wrote, you forget that. And so whatever God wants to do in and through our lives, we can do that. Paula, we're, we're in, inside of five minutes. We just got a, a, a cute email from Hindle mm-hmm. in Austin. And she says, I heard that, Paula. I love, all caps, I love it when you sing, God gave you an amazing voice. Thank you, precious. Oh. And then she said more with an exclamation point. <laughs> So between now and next Thursday, you got to figure out what you're going to sing. I better bring the band in, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Hendo. And Hendo, we're, we're still praying for you and Mike. And oh, yeah. We will we'll keep Mike in our prayers. So God bless you. Yeah. And thank you for your, your kind note to me about um, your friend who have, has issues with, you know, she, you know what I'm talking about, Hendo. So anyway, I love you and God bless you. And what? never, ever, 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 ever give up. And I know you won't. So, God bless you. Paul, three minutes. Yeah. You know what, Pastor Ron? I tried to watch the online Calvary Chapel Christian Academy talent show, and it just didn't come in today. So I'm going to try that again uh, later because I heard your man, (laughs) Nathan, the man, Nathan, five years old, the man, Nathan, uh, named all the presidents. What? You know, when I'm looking up, like today I was looking up something else, like Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and you know, Deuteronomy. That's how I get it. But he knows all the presidents. Boy, that boy's a genius, right? So anyway, he's going to be a pastor, I'm sure. So I'm going to try to get the talent show. Anybody who uh, wants to be really blessed, you guys should go online at calvarysa.com and try to get so the talent show is on our platform? Mm-hmm. They just wasn't coming on my, my phone today. And then uh, tomorrow, I think the senior class is going to do their drama. So I don't know when that, but that's going to be online too. There's, there's just a couple of things we couldn't do here at the church with these restrictions. Yeah. And, and by the way, in, in uh, sort of a newsy um, update, mm-hmm. uh, w- next Wednesday will be our annual class with our graduating seniors. Uh, one of the highlights of my year mm-hmm. is we, we, Paul and I have the privilege of taking them out to lunch yep. for, for the graduation. Uh-huh. And, and uh, then we bring them back and they, they share their hearts on the radio program. And this year, boy, these kids have something to talk about because they've gone through a senior year like nobody oh, else man, has gone yeah. through a senior year. <laughs> so that will be this coming Wednesday. Uh, Thursday is our graduation. Tuesday... Uh, will be our high school awards banquet. And praise and, the Lord, they get to have that. Yeah, they get to have that. Um, and I just think it's a great idea. God's been hearing their prayers, you know, and he said, okay, it's going to be limited, but you're going to still have it. And everybody's just so excited. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Day Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock to answer your questions on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.
Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The word to stand on for life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Well, I mean,